guys, welcome back to the Drop Panel Podcast. Welcome to episode 10. Woo. I hope you guys enjoyed the introductions. We are with our creative team for our special 10th episode. Next to me is, also my name's Adam. Um, you're with Jules, and today I'll be talking about the Fox-Disney merger and what it means to the, for the entertainment landscape going forward. Hey, this is Tim. I'll be talking about soundscapes in gaming. Uh, yeah. And I'm Nick, back again after a bit of a period where I haven't been on for a while. And I'll be talking about afterlife and films and how it's portrayed and uh, what we like and dislike in, in uh, films. And our guests for today are Mr. Dimitri and Dave. Hey. <laughs> Hi. Who <laughs> helped uh, put together the music that you're hearing for the first time in this episode. So that's a Woo! good yeah. nice intro music. Let us know what you guys think of the intro. <laughs> Um, and my name is Adam, and I'm going to be talking about gaming addiction. I'll start off by saying that I just resubscribed to World of Warcraft, <laughs> um, which probably isn't the best life decision right now. Um, so this is like weird news going around with Fortnite. I'm not sure if you guys know about the, the whole Fortnite. It's kind of like PUBG, right? The ongoing Fortnite saga. The, the ongoing Fortnite saga where people are saying. Oh, this is a game kind of like PUBG, but it's more um, cartoonified. Like yeah. Team Fortress Two ish. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, like, so, so younger kids are getting into it and yeah. and getting introduced to the idea that maybe they're spending too much time playing these games, um, and the parents are freaking out. And, and it's like these are violent games as well, so they're being influenced yeah. by this is what society thinks. Blah 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 blah. Yeah. So my question is, do you guys think the whole media? Interaction with game addiction is just an exaggeration. Because, you know, this is obviously not the first time. Well, I mean, okay, so let's go back to your playing World of Warcraft. I'm playing World of Warcraft, and that, and that was yep. a discussion from, I don't know, 2007, 2008, yep. where people are constantly putting money into this game. It's a pay-to-play game, so you have to put in a yep. subscription. Um, and you're interacting with you know people around the world, strangers over the internet. You don't know who they are. Right. There could be creepy old men. There could be yep. fat guys. Who, well, right you know, now, World Warcraft is all creepy old men. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> That's, that gives like, a great description of what I am. Um, <laughs> but um, so like you're you're bringing this up because you you feel like it's having a repercussion anecdotally. I feel like, I feel like the discussion is never ending because there's always going to be a like, game. Yep. That's out there. That's being like ripped apart for the wrong reasons. Yep. Um, and I'm pretty sure Fortnite wasn't built for that purpose, just to, you know, no. be shat on by the media. I mean, one of the things is, okay, so video games, like the, the producers of them are getting very good at the whole Skinner Box aspect of um, trying to get people to keep turning the wheel and grinding away at it. And so with Fortnite, it's, it's loot boxes. Um, so when you when you perform certain tasks in the game, or obviously when you win rounds, you get battle points, and you can trade those battle points in for a loot box, or or like a costume, or or an emote. So like you can you can dab, huh. essentially. You can, <laughs> if you if you're good enough at the game, you can teach your character how to dab. It doesn't really work that way, but like that's the idea. Wow. So so and and different dances and all this stuff, and obviously you can pour in actual money to bypass that process Interesting. but um I, I thought the concept of loot boxes was kind of tainted after the whole battlefield yeah yeah, yeah for sure so. um but that 
doesn't mean that 12-year-olds are in tune with that conversation. Um, and so, like, they're not... The thing is, like, obviously, you, you you can progress in Fortnite through these systems by just by playing it. You don't have to pay it real money for it. That's good. It's a free-to-play game. Um, but, like, my point is that the game developers nowadays, um, if there is an issue with gaming addiction, then they're not on the right side of it if they're intentionally designing their games to, to, to be that compelling to play. <laughs> And that compelling to play over and over and over again, yeah, um, for like minimal reward. But then, as, as long as they're making money, though, isn't that the like? Isn't that one of the big drivers yeah. of like a huge like corporation like that? As long Absolutely. as they're making money and they like what they're onto at the moment. See, is, but the like, thing with like with money. Fortnite, that's made by Riot. Yep. And Riot is you know it is a big company, but it's not you know EA or I can't think of another yeah. publisher yeah. or Square Enix and all that. Um, you know, they have to make money somehow, but this is just going back to, hey, are we making money for the right reasons or are we like not putting enough well, yeah, the, safety? The, the question is, is it exploitative? Yeah. So it's kind of game where they're going to release a second, like Fortnite 2, or are they just going to keep updating so yeah, what they, where they're just going to... But they have seasons, so I think in each mm. season they film some new stuff. Every there are events. So apparently, I may have talked about this on a podcast before, but um, one of the more recent events was media crashing into the, the game world. Um, oh, yeah. And, and so, like, if you were logged on, if you were playing a game at a certain time, and, like, people knew it was coming because you could see it in the sky and it was getting bigger and bigger. Right. Um, and so if you were logged on at a certain time, you would have been there for the media crashing into the, like, one of the big cities on the map. And now the maps have changed because of that. Yeah. So oh, interesting. And then, yeah. like, when Avengers came out, you could play as Thanos. Yeah. Oh, I did see the, the Thanos character thing. Yeah. The so, like, they are bringing yeah. incentives for guys to keep coming in, keep coming in. Yeah. yeah. Um, which is, you know, as a game, that's what you want to do. You want people to keep playing your game as normal replay value. Yeah. Um, and that's the benefit with having updates. You can keep it, like, topical yeah. with, like, current, like, current social events, yeah, like, sure. current movies and... Yeah, and thing means and you could really say the same thing though about like plenty of online games like GTA Online has been able to sustain, uh, sustain itself for like half a decade. Yeah, but then with GTA, so as well. GTA is very interesting. Like if we go back to the addiction part um, and violence part, you know GTA got a huge like rap a few years ago because of the violence and the irony yeah. that it got. So Fortnite's one's just ridiculous. Exactly. Like, like when that when that came out when that happened. Um, uh, after whichever the Florida massacre, I think it was, I can't remember. Um, yeah. And then they started going, yeah, Fortnite. Like I literally remember coming across an article where it said, "quote Fortnite is a game where you can murder your friends with chainsaws and shotguns." I'm like, <laughs> what? Kind of a mischaracterization of the like when Columbine. That's clickbait. Yeah. Yeah. Like when Columbine happened, and then everyone jumped on Doom and blamed that was like the big poster child for video game yeah. violence that made sense like that was the actual context it's like as pixelated as it was it was you know blood and gore and killing demons and stuff whereas Fortnite it's like like I've never played it but I've watched plenty of gameplay it's like what you pretty much just like you may as well be shooting each other with nerf guns in that game yeah and also like with Fortnite it's uh, classified as a battle royale game right mm-hmm. yeah we've had Hunger Games that came out a few yeah. years yeah. ago. Yeah. That was clearly a movie about violence. And that was, like, 
that was that was a Minecraft thing for a bit. Like we got that battle royale kind of thing in like Minecraft servers where like forty oh, people right. were dumped into like one server and it was like pretty much go through this like pre-built world and you got to survive. Yeah, I played that for a little bit and then I kind of left it. But I, that that's like from memory the the earliest kind of battle royale yeah, kind right. of style game that I think of. Yeah. Um, um, so I just think so. But I mean, like we're talking about several different issues and like. So firstly, there's there's the media angle. So I think we can all agree here at the table that the media has really overblown the issue, if there is an issue. Um, and then there's the the game developers, like whether or not they're intentionally designing the games to become addictive. And then there's the question of whether the gaming addiction, as in actual repercussions for your life because you're playing too many games or you're playing a game at the exclusion of all other activity, you know, is that a thing or is that something that we should be concerned about? So, um, you know, like where do we fall on each of these issues is, is sort of... I think it depends on the person, I guess. Like yeah, the, the misconceptions way. surrounding like the violence in video games has been around for ages. Like I remember yeah. they were talking about like Dungeons and Dragons back in like the 80s. Yep. Like parents would talk like... Like, newspapers would talk about how those, like, all about demon, like, yeah. worshipping and, like, Satan and, like, like yeah, how, how bad it was for yeah. your children. They're going to turn out into, like, it's just a video, like, it's just a board game. Like, these preconceptions are aimed at, like, the parents. I think, yeah, exactly. trying to, like, sway the parents. But, like, now, now, so, like, information is so readily available. Yeah. Like, we're growing up. Like, parents nowadays who grew up in those, in that era. So, they know you, about you it. You would hope that they would understand. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. So, like, yeah, it's definitely... And I think this is this is what the media will do. As again, it's click clickbaity. Um, it's trying to get people to read their news stories. Um, they'll always be sort of targeting the things that kids do, what parents don't know about. Do you know what I mean? So it's like um, it'll be heavy metal music, or it'll be like you know any other genre of music, or games, or movies, or comic books, or, or whatever the parents aren't interested enough to actually dive into themselves but they know their kids are doing it there'll always be some sort of air of mystery and 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 like that scares parents and so the media is going to jump on that and run the story because the story sells newspapers or whatever it is they need the clicks at the yeah. end of the yeah. day that's what they need the views yeah absolutely sure. i mean i feel like there was a, a similar fear regarding there was a similar fear regarding heavy metal music in the 80s yeah yep. you know where <clears throat> Like Twisted Sister, Judas Priest as well. Judas Priest the as well. Two, there's two teenagers who um, did a double suicide. Yeah, apparently and they claimed that they blamed it on, on Judas, Judas Priest. Priest and their music, but there was no evidence, direct yeah. evidence oh, to that. Obviously. It's all just sort of fear mongering and kind of going based off empirical evidence, yeah. you know, observation as opposed to actual, actual data. Yeah. Data. Yeah. yeah. It's a shame. That's the world we live in. I think all the weird story of you. I think it was last year about. There was a murder where there were these girls who had another girl over for a sleepover, and is this the Slender Man? The Slender Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was getting at. Yeah. yeah. Um, so and like that. Yeah. They killed their friend based on uh, because they they said Slender Man told them to do yeah, it. They were worshiping Slender Man. I'm like, what is going on? Speaking of which, the film is coming out like <laughs> yeah. six years too late. <laughs> that took a while. Actually, to get like. I saw the trailer for it and not knowing what it was, like it was playing before a movie that I was seeing. I was like, oh, it's creepy. This it is looks really creepy. creepy. Oh, I want to see that. Oh, it's fucking sleeping. <laughs> I'm bringing the <laughs> back. Cool. 
Um, yeah. But look, I feel like if people are going to commit such atrocious acts like that, then there must be something, some sort of mental disorder yeah, there must be or some imbalance sort of... that was already sort yeah. of there in the first place. And whether or not the games or, you know, the content yeah, of music, is, yeah. you know, kind of exacerbates it a little bit. I don't exacerbates know. Exacerbates it a little bit. It probably wouldn't have been the, like, the instigator in the. No, there, was, there has to be like already like there must have been initial problems, predisposition of like, sort of like, at home, sort like of it's whatever. like it's been there as far like probably as far as you know media and um, art and all that's like any like whichever medium as far as like any medium of art has been around that those kind of situations have probably existed like um like the guy who killed oh, what's his name I can't remember his name the guy who killed John Lennon supposedly right. was influenced by Catcher in the Rye. Oh, that's right. I do remember Back in that. Like the late 60s. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know. We've, it's the balance between people, entertainment, and personal life, I guess. Because um, yeah. we know that gaming addiction apparently is now an official term. Yeah. Um, an is it an, an official addiction? Apparently it's an well, official addiction. It is an official addiction, you know. Um, As a mental disorder. Yeah, oh, and really? it is likable to other addictions like hardcore drug use to a degree. Because what it... What, the, the thing that they both have in common is that they diminish grey matter in the brain oh, wow. um, over time. So as you start utilising playing games more and more, that causes mm. changes in your brain, neural pathway changes Interesting. surrounding that addiction so that you seek that as a reward. You, instead yeah. of, you know, having... Is, it about, is this about the dopamine releases? So, yeah. And how dopamine like, is one of the chemicals that yeah. plays a role, but there's heaps of other chemicals also yeah. responsible. But dopamine is one of them. And so is it like a different kind of addiction to like re- like regular drug addiction or would they have like the same effect or like a similar effect not to as strong a degree as drug addiction but when you start playing games repeatedly it does cause these changes in your brain and you get high releases of dopamine when playing these games and that becomes addictive in itself because mm. the level of, of dopamine which you release is something like, I don't quote me on this, it's about 200% higher than normal levels of dopamine, and so that's wow. naturally addictive. Yeah. And consequently, what happens right. is you become desensitised to everyday... So it grows exponentially, and you have to keep playing more and keep more and more. more and more games to sort every of satisfy time. that high. Yeah. Same thing goes with drug use. You know, drug users seek more and more of that drug to achieve the same high, because mm-hmm. they build a tolerance. Yeah. And that's so, how lots of drug, de- drug users die, isn't it? Because yep. after they quit for a long time and they go back to where they think their tolerance was and then they overdose because it's gone down definitely that's been known to happen yeah yeah right wow. imagine a dopamine overdose because you like, <laughs> stop playing video games what if people have died playing games probably the best kind of overdose <laughs> yeah. people have died playing games yeah. Yeah. so I think one of these boys played like 40 hours straight on his Xbox wow, wow. Mm. yeah <laughs> um oh, and, yeah yeah, yeah. Right and like back in the day um apparently the World of Warcraft community had a funeral for the first WoW player to die. I'm like, wow, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no pun intended. Incredible. Um, so, you know, imagine a day where, like, we have to really put, like, a massive ban or a sticker just, on games yeah. because of how yeah. much it's going to screw with us. I feel like there should be more regulations on it. Maybe, and also for the parents as well, they should play a larger role in limiting manner mm. which this it's very it's so right? difficult like it I, is difficult, as, as yeah. a, I, I'm an uncle I've got kids who are like I, I don't have kids but my, my sister's got kids who are um, sort of eight and ten years old yeah. and like um, Harry took a sick day the other day because he 
Mike wasn't feeling good. And he spent the entire day on his iPad just, just See, that's what I did. doing things, um, playing games and stuff. That's what I did back yeah. in high school. I'll play yeah. wow. But, 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 I mean, like, as someone looking after that kid, it's like, I don't, you don't know what to say. Like, what alternative can you offer that's, like, not the iPad or, or yeah. not a video game? Because that's your norm now. Yeah. 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 I feel like it's important to tell the children themselves, not... Talk like it is important to inform the parents correctly, but also talk to the kids and like tell them of what it's going to lead to and try and inform them as best you can at an early age. Make them know it's, what it's, they're doing again. Like they're 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 born into this world. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, from three years they old, they know how to interact with the touchpad. So yeah. it's sort of like this is their this is their atmosphere. This is this is the world that they live in. So it's it's difficult to to sort of find a way to frame that and say, uh, how about you kick a ball instead? You know, like, yeah. which is, which is something they might want to do as well. But, but like, um, yeah, it's, it's tough. That's not the norm for them. Though. No, not at all. Yeah. Which is, um, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens in like the next 10 or 20 years and yeah. see how, you know, our generation plays a role with the next generation. Cause we're going to be the ones making up these rules going down the line anyway. Sure. Um, Julian? All right, let's go over to my topic. Uh, so launching off from the recent acquisition of Fox from Disney. So um, if you hadn't heard, Disney now uh, is merging with Fox. And um, my take on it is that like Disney's inexorable march to a monopoly of the entertainment industry is a little bit scary. And weird. Disney earns our child and our dog. They're going to own pretty do. much everything. Um, but like it, it does open the opportunity for an interesting discussion about... Um, so now, with this deal, uh, Marvel can now use the characters that were owned by Fox, or, or licensed by Fox, I should say. Um, and so we can see, potentially in a few years' time, we might see an X-Men character in an Avengers movie. Um, so there's more co- crossover opportunities, which is... I guess an interesting and good thing. Um, so, what I'd like to hear from you guys, like, what do you think about that? Uh, firstly, and secondly, um, what other interesting crossovers might there be between uh, other intellectual properties, maybe outside of the Marvel canon? Um, and like, who who do you want to see Tony Stark punching in the face, basically? Maybe <laughs> he doesn't die. I'm I'm actually I don't know. I feel like like. It's really good that they have Fox and everything, but it feels like um, they should either stop, in my opinion, or they should <laughs> only go after the, um, like, for Marvel's sake, just the rest of the characters that they don't yeah. have. So, so what's remaining now is uh, Sony still has the rights to some Spider-Man of the Spider-Man characters. Build, yeah. builds. Obviously, Marvel's already worked with Sony to make yeah. a Spider-Man film. But that's just Spider-Man, though. Yeah, it's pretty much just Spider-Man, yeah. the most close um, yeah. people, and like very specific sort of villains, like, like the, the Shocker was in there, and the Vulture was in Probably there. like, I don't know, like the Sinister Six in yeah. some capacity, but... Well, the Sinister Six is not, like, Sony hasn't had made, do- made a deal with Marvel to use the Sinister Six yet, so... Still exciting about the sequel, though. Yeah. Is Venom part of... No, nah, so Venom so is still a Sony property, which is why they're making that film. Um, and, yeah, you won't see Spider-Man in the Venom film, probably. Interesting, because I've heard rumours that people have seen Tom Holland on set. Yeah, that's what I've heard as well. Yeah. Interesting. I don't know what that means. Unless it was, like, a secret, like, they didn't... Yeah. Like, they've already acquired 
Venom and no one's like they haven't announced it like they did with Spider-Man like yeah it'd be just, unusual really... at this point in production for the for that to come out it could just be a way to screw with people for yeah. all we know <laughs> it might just be Tom Holland just wanting yeah. to check it out otherwise <laughs> where are they going with it like is yeah. it, are they setting up a new universe by themselves I, I feel like, uh, like I don't know I feel like it's almost like a Shazam thing like yeah. how they've been using our Marvel of now force like the reason they made Captain Marvel was to keep up like the rights they wouldn't lose the um the rights to that name yeah they just yeah, keep I making think. comics about it they're doing probably the same thing with well i mean Spider-Man yeah film, film rights and tv rights work exactly the same way yeah. if you don't use the character then they revert, revert back to it yeah. Yeah. i feel like it all comes down yeah. to that whole business thing where it's just mm-hmm. like one company sort of trying to claim the rights of yeah, yeah. certain characters and yeah you know we do live in a capitalist we do live in a capitalist society so i guess <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> Opening that can of worms. Cutting his cuddles. Yeah, no. Yeah, like the bottom line is that that Sony wants to keep making money off these characters. That's it. And getting a monopoly for those characters. And also, yeah, Disney like having monopoly. Like I don't know. Yeah, I'm. I, I'm my my I'm of two minds of this, and one mind is like. Monopolies are bad. I I hate the fact that Disney owns everything now. Yeah. And the other hand is like, but like the Marvel Universe needs to be the Marvel Universe. Okay. So From the comics. I, I, I definitely agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know that your two perspectives was like someone who can understand business and a fan? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Do you know Pixar is owned by Disney? Yeah. yeah. I have yeah. no idea. I, I, thought, I thought they were two independent studios. I think they used to be at one stage. They did. Yeah, so Pixar grew out of Disney and then became its own entity for a little while and then got bought back into the company. Yeah. Um, interesting. More they, recently. Yeah. Which it makes, is, yeah. It makes it very difficult for like small time kind of like independent yeah. studios to get a foot in the door when everything Absolutely. is on the as a full. Do you know, like speaking of that, like one company that would be interesting to go under the Disney win if they aren't already they might well be um what are they called Leica or Troy the guys that did Coraline and um oh. yeah maybe they'd be a good fit for Disney but like um again that like would, the idea of that still yeah. scares me that would, <laughs> that would kind of make it lose it's like like if Disney end up like we don't know how much control Disney have over like the creative process of each of these studios and their True. their projects so like for all we know, if that did happen, like they could, I mean, they could just end up yeah. losing like more. They could end up just being like Disneyified, well, really, like in their mm-hmm. in their style. Apparently, start. Disney can fire a director. Then the it, tweets they made. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> then again, um, I'm pretty sure Miramax or whichever I can't remember, like the production company for a few of Quentin Tarantino's films actually yeah, right. owned by Disney. Wow! And looks look what happened. Yeah. What happens with those movies? Well, actually, I'm just reading an article here that talks about how Ben Thompson, he's a writer for Disney, who mentions that um, Disney's not really... Uh, the reason why they're acquiring a lot of these smaller companies is largely, as I mentioned before, for business reasons. Specifically, the danger they're facing more and more every day from dropping cable and satellite subscriptions. Mm. Uh, moving more, you know, to internet and online yeah, yeah. streaming and such. Yeah. Um, okay. And needing to also have distribution places like Netflix... Of yeah. a strong negotiation point against Disney, so so they're they're um, sort of they're losing an income stream, which was the Disney Channel. They can't sell subscriptions to the Disney Channel anymore. 
Yeah. And they're like, we need to just make more movies. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't watched actual television, like, yeah. like Channel 7 yeah. or Channel yeah. 9. I haven't watched TV in like years. I think yeah. it's just like the news where it's on the background. Yeah. YouTube is life now. Pretty much. Um, so with just what like you were saying there, with the digital streaming services, mm-hmm. so what I've heard about this acquisition is that they're going to pull all the Marvel movies out from Netflix, mm. create their own yeah, Disney digital right. platform, yeah. mm. and host it using the same technology as Hulu, because they own Hulu. Huh. Right. Disney owns Hulu? Di- apparently they own Hulu. Um, so so the other interesting thing about that is that um, one of the things that isn't covered in the Fox merger is the Fox broadcasting like their TV channels and stuff. Oh. So they're not buying up into, <laughs> into channels that they're not going to be able to sell, which makes sense. Is that called ESPN? I'm not sure. Because ES- so what they've done with that digital streaming service is that mm. because like, you don't want to pay for obviously more than one service, they're going to make a bundle up and you can use their new Hulu and some other services and I think ESPN was part of it. Mm. Um, so that'll be interesting to see what happens there. Yeah. So Hulu is owned um, by Disney, 21st Century Fox and Comcast right, so and AT&T. Oh. So it's, they're all stakeholders in yeah. it, Because yeah, yeah. Comcast is like the other big contender, or well, the other contender that we know of in the Fox merger. Yeah, right. They were like pretty much like, it was pretty much like, you know, Disney was set to buy it and then Comcast came along and they're like, oh yeah, we could rival that. And then it lasted for like two weeks and then Disney won out. So I saw a headline, I'm not sure how seriously I should take it, that um, uh, these studios like Warner Brothers and potentially Disney and, and other ones are also thinking about opening movie theatres again <coughs> under their own name. I think movie, movie theatres will last for like a yeah, long time. Because I've heard people yeah. talking about how like, I mean, movies going straight to mm. Netflix like uh, Annihilation, mm. that trippy like sci-fi yeah, film. that was really good. Yeah. Duke and Dylan thought like completely disappointed when when they found out it was straight, like streamed straight to Netflix bypass cinemas entirely yeah. we had a conversation yeah. about uh, how we thought the movie uh, cinema going experiences yeah. are just going to like yeah. go away entirely I don't think no. they will I think no. people no, no, still no, enjoy it's, no. but, 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 it's pretty much the equivalent of direct to video <laughs> sorry dude uh, no, sorry I was just going to chip in there with cinemas they keep upping the technology in the cinema yeah. to get people to want to keep going there rather than watching it yeah. in their own home like adding more audio channels making comfier seats everything's yeah. like digital high definition Absolutely. 4k yeah. IMAX um, like yeah. you just, you just can't get that experience in your yeah. own home yeah. so, but my point being was that like uh, it's a sort of vertical integration of the whole distribution chain right so like a Disney studio creates a Disney movie and then it's distributed in a Disney cinema mm. and so like no other company is ever involved in, in the sort of chain of, of supply and, and so um, that's a sort of monopolistic practice which is a bit weird. Um, but yeah, if you had something... Oh, uh, no, I, <laughs> I, I actually uh, had a point. Um, I just realised. Um, the same thing, pretty much, has already happened in the music industry mm-hmm. with this, with um, all the big, iconic, um, influential record labels getting bought up by pretty much three major oh, okay, yeah. um, houses now, like Atlantic, um, yeah. Columbia, all that stuff. They all got yeah. bought up around the 90s, 2000s by, like... It's like Sony... BMG or some of that, um, Warner Brothers and I think Universal are like yep. the three big labels nowadays. 
Well, and it's just indie stuff now. If we go back to the like the fan perspective with it, like a position, yeah, I heard that they're gonna just drop the Dark Phoenix movie, even though they're finished making it. Really? Oh, really? Yeah. They're not gonna release. They're it not gonna release it. That's wow. wild. So we have madness. We have like an X Men sequel that's done, but about to go out because now we go, guys. Now nah, we're not gonna just yeah. forget about this. We'll put it on the platform later. But yeah. I feel like it's yeah, just feeding it. It'll end up in, on streaming somewhere. I'm sure. Like it's, I don't know. It's a weird one. Yeah. Uh, is there a huge demand to see that? <laughs> I don't know. Apparently it's going to be like, uh, I thought it was meant to be the first R-rated X-Men movie. Ooh. Okay. Actually, I would see it just so I could have finished the franchise. Yeah. Like I saw all the films begrudgingly. Yeah. Mostly because of the Quicksilver. Do they get better um, or they get worse over time? I was hoping right. for a better Quicksilver right. um, scene. They so did s- end on a high note. Speaking so. of Quicksilver, this is an interesting thing. Because we've had oh, yeah. two Quicksilvers in cinemas, yeah. and one with the Marvel Cinematic Universe who died in Age of Ultron, chump. Yeah. And <laughs> spoilers, spoilers! Oh, come on, it's like a ten-year-old film. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then like, and and obviously the Quicksilver from the from the X Men universe. Like, it's it's pretty. Um, I mean, I would imagine that the X Men universe is now closing. Uh, we're not going to see those same characters in that same sort of configuration ever, ever again. No. But it is interesting, like, to think that <laughs> they may have had almost a, a conflict there with two different Quicksilvers. That's a shame, because I think they set up with, like, all the newer, younger X-Men, yeah. like, team members, Sophie Turner and yeah, Lawrence. Jennifer Lawrence, and they had, like, a whole new, like, generation of X-Men. Yeah. But they just didn't... So that's what Dark Phoenix was going to continue yeah, with. but they yeah. just didn't do it right. So now they're going to have to wipe that slate clean again and then yeah. do it again if they integrate it with Marvel's... Marvel Universe, universe yeah. Like, um... A much bigger version of Spider-Man. Like, uh, the DC. Yeah. That's uh, weird. So it's, it's interesting to speculate. Who knows what's going to happen, but... Don't tell me you guys enjoyed The Amazing Spider-Man, right? The Amazing Spider-Man. Series. No. no. Like the original? I, Good. Which Good. one? I, I just had to give yeah. that out there. As in the Andrew Garfield ones. Yeah, the Garfield yeah. ones. Oh, yeah. No. The first one was okay. The second one was just too, was too much was going on. The yeah. only good part about the second one was the shocking death scene that came out of nowhere for me because I didn't what? read the comic books. I didn't know about Gwen's death. Oh, right. And I'm like, oh, he's just going to save her and it's going to be boring. And then he died. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting. I've never seen that before. Because <laughs> well, usually he, like, the hero always saves the damsel on the choice kind of thing. It's like, in this case, he didn't. Yeah, that caught me by surprise. Yeah. I didn't read the comic books that maybe you guys know about. It's that, a very right? classic. It's, yeah. a, it's an yeah. iconic moment in this Spider Man. I'm not yeah, there's, all yes. that caught up. <laughs> See, I didn't know. I, I don't. I never read the comic book for that, but I know. I knew what was gonna happen. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. 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 See the original trilogy of Spider Man. Tobey Maguire was yeah. the only Spider Man. Spider Man Two. You know, that's where it was. That was minus minus the third. So movie. I think the third movie was done just because he apparently because um the audience wanted to see Sam and Venom in his yeah. films. Yeah, no, that's what we did for the fans. Oh, say. Okay, so my, my understanding, <laughs> we're getting deep into it. Okay, now. yeah. But my understanding is that like the studio asked him to put those villains in, or, yeah. or like as many as he can sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and Sam Raimi wasn't really into it. And, and like um, he didn't really, I don't think he really wanted to do a third movie at all necessarily. Yeah. Um, and so 
maybe he didn't put in his best effort to make the movie as good as it could have been, and and the movie suffered for it. Well, I, and I, I actually think it's an underrated film. Like I actually like Spider Man Three. I don't ever remember it being horrible. I remember yeah. it being terrible, but it doesn't yeah. match up to the other no, ones. No, there was too much happening in that movie. You got Sandman. Yeah, you got me, yeah. Venom. Yeah. Do you know there was going to be a Goblin? Do you know Green Goblin who, was, yeah. who had amnesia and he was like good and then he was bad and then he was good and then he was bad again <laughs> and then he came good at the end? amnesia was just so conveniently happened to yeah. Yeah. wipe his memory up to oh, the point before he forgot that Toby was like <laughs> yeah. his father. I mean, like, yeah. like, that's just so convenient. <laughs> the, the thing that yeah, everyone latches on to. You have to get something we need to. I know, I know. Yeah. The thing that everyone latches on to is like. The emo, emo Spider Man, so cringy. Finger guns street, and then like two dance sequences for some reason. Like it's yeah. it's wild. Like there's too much going on. He beat his girlfriend. <laughs> oh yeah, that was wild. He has actually done that before. That was good. Idea. People glossed it over. But like the literal, the, the moment he literally looks in the mirror and then gives himself a fringe is just the funniest fucking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fusion's filled with all these parody videos. Just like, have you guys seen that one video where they've edited out the music in that scene. Oh, yeah. is this him doing weird stuff? <laughs> that is the moment. That, as if it couldn't yeah. get any more awkward. Then you have that. Like, with no music in the yeah. background. And, and he's going... Mm. But again, like, I think it's meant to be awkward. Like, everybody on the street's yeah. recoiling from him. Like, it's meant to be, like, bad. Yeah. So, it succeeds yeah. at that. Like, how do we make the scene not bad? Film on some good, catchy music. <laughs> yeah. oh. Anyway, let's move on. <laughs> like, yeah. we'll, we'll see what happens with the Fox stuff. Yeah. We're not going to see it for like another five. Yeah, it's probably... Yeah, so. yeah. I just hope it's like, it doesn't turn out that they've been slipping subliminal messages into all of their films and we're slowly... So the anti again. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic <laughs> Four Easter egg. He's yeah. a it's like, yeah, yeah, Easter egg. Marvel is better than DC, yeah. you know. It's <laughs> <laughs> it would be nice to see the Fantastic Four again. Yes. They've actually yeah. brought back um they brought back the comic book the comic book as a result. I read that yesterday. Like, yeah. That's wild. They actually, it's yeah. so funny. Yeah. It was a good issue. They actually yeah, because they, yeah. they cancelled um the they, original they series. They killed the title because yeah. so they basically out of spite to make the movies <laughs> yeah. not do very well. It's yeah. really it's bizarre. Yeah. So the very Fox yeah. still owns Fantastic Four, is it? Nah. No, no, no. Right. So I mean like the merger means that they it's they, under it's under Marvel's wing now. Right. So is there anything that Sony still owns or? Yeah. Yeah. So like as I was saying, Sony's still got the rights to most of the Spider-Man villains. They haven't traded them back over, Um, but we'll probably see that in the next few years. Yeah. Um, But yeah, as I was saying, like the the Venom movie and potentially a Sinister Six follow-up could still be done by Sony. Plus a Kraven movie, I think. Mm. Cool. Yeah. All right, moving on. All right. Well, um, my topic was on soundscapes in gaming. Uh, what you guys would say are the best ones, like the most well-designed ones. Yeah, like, because I, I, I was kind of thinking, you know. So you're talking about, like, sound building the environment yes. that you're playing in. Building the environment through, through the use of sound, yeah. or the lack of sound even, mm-hmm. rather than, you know, scores and or licensed music or stuff like that. Sound effects. Yeah. Interesting. I think it's... I mean, we've covered um, horror games in the past, but I think that's a genre that really benefits from yeah. like really good sound design. I've been playing Resident Evil 7 um, for the first time the last couple of days, and it's got it's a really atmospheric game to begin with. I can see it, like, it, it is a VR title if you've got a VR-capable oh. unit of some sort, but yeah. I'm not playing it that way. But I can see how that would work really well for that game because... Um, the environments are very detailed 
And again, like the sound design is just very creepy and very atmospheric. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's a it's it's a good one for that. Yeah. It's well, definitely it's definitely a genre that benefits the most mm. from it. Like um uh like Silent Hill for example. Yeah. Like the um like Akira Yamaoka, like not only I think he did the original scores, which in itself are fucking awesome. It's mm. like industrial um kind of like nineties alternative stuff. But um the way he uh, meddled with the sound design to intentionally creep out the player is just Brilliant. Like, um, well, there's the radio static whenever um, an enemy gets close, or just like the ambient sounds, or even the way you designed um, the footsteps, how they're never actually. If you're if you're walking on like say the same um, surface, you don't move over, uh, move over to dirt, or mm. you're on concrete, say for example, like the whole time. He makes he literally designed the footsteps all to be completely different from each other. So there's always that yeah, sense right. of unease and yeah. tension. So like in the in Dead Space, there were I feel like the lack of sound was really brought it, brought like yeah, brought it together. Like when you're going on the outside of the space station, yeah, and you're like traveling through open space, it's dead silence. Mm. Like that really like the same puts you the other way as well. When yeah. you totally strip everything like, back and just have minimalist yeah. sounds, like the oxygen tank going, and like things are exploding, but you can't hear it, and like yeah, yeah. they're like aliens running around you. Yeah. It's great. Yeah, like, it's good. It, yeah. it takes finesse. You need to do it properly, I think, though. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the reactive sound in games, it's, it, it definitely adds to the immersion. Um, and you get games like, we're not going to talk about the music so much, but but the music can really come into it as well. Um, as like this gently like sort of notch up intensity, intensity of the music yeah. yeah as all these other creepy things are happening in yeah. horror games but it's just so yeah. subtle you don't actually know it's actually it. um it's it's great when <laughs> this is gonna sound weird but it's funny when those things fail and so like <laughs> like <laughs> you'll be just walking down the, down the street in like an Assassin's Creed game or something and suddenly the combat music kicks in and like there's nobody around you yeah. there's nothing yeah. to fire it's like what is happening yeah. but you get you get you feel your pulse quickening and it's yeah. like okay I'm ready I'm in, in that fight or flight sort of response mode yeah. and there's no reason for it because it's just a complete sort of like Pavlovian response to a, to a sound cue yeah. <laughs> honestly that, I think that's the key to great sound design is being able to make something memorable but like not completely obvious at the time mm. so you play the game and go through it and like oh that's nice but then you forget about it because i when like when i hear the oblivion opening soundtrack oh wow yeah. like that instantly <laughs> brings me back to just like walk like stepping out of the sewer grade at the end like at the start sorry and then you just opening like open you have the entire blue like uh world of uh what's uh what's your name Cyril? Uh, Cyril, no. Cyril, that one. Cyril. Yeah, yeah. 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 Cyril, and you have like you can just go anywhere you want, and that that like opening sound just brings that back to me. And yeah. yeah. there's also um, Dimitri will like this one. There's also um, like really g- great enemy or villain sound design. I think is also quite overlooked. Like the clickers in Last of Us. Oh, I was. Go- I thought you were going to say Left for Dead because I was about to bring that up. <laughs> Left 4 Dead What oh, was in Left 4 Dead? Left 4 Dead You know oh, the Before, before you know he's about to approach You have that really Eternal piano kind of stuff Oh, okay. oh yeah really Creepy yeah. Dissonant sort of mm. um, But like the zombie sounds In Left 4 Dead You know who provided those Right No I don't Mike Patton What? Yes oh, Fucking hell 
Who's Mark yeah. Patton? Of course he is. <laughs> Who's Mark Patton? John Hanson. Uh, <laughs> don't worry, you wouldn't like his music anyway. You wouldn't. Um, what's his band called? Like, well, he's in Faith No More. Faith he's no in more, Mr. Yeah. Bungle, Mr. Bungle, Tomahawk. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so all those growls and all the sounds, like yeah. it's literally just his voice. Yeah. Oh, well, he voiced, he voiced the darkness in both those yeah, games. Right. And yeah. did a fucking great job in that. And, yeah. yeah. What were you going to mention with The Last of Us? What, the, the clickers. That's, yeah. Yeah, how, like, say, like, those iconic kind of um, sounds where, like, you, all you need to do is just be walking around a corner or whatever, and you just hear it off in the distance, and it's like, oh, fuck, it's yeah. that enemy. <laughs> Definitely. It's... Okay, so moving on, uh, I'd like to talk about afterlife in films and how it's portrayed, and uh, what we like or dislike. So, first thing in mind um, that, I, that I thought of when I was considering this topic was uh, Harry Potter and like the ghosts that kind of occupy that world in the first movie I think the first time we only see like a re- like a ghost is uh, nearly headless Nick yeah um, who was a ghost formed um, by only like magical beings um, who have uh, unfinished business and um, to the physical world and they die and um, basically in that implies that they have a soul that uh, that is imparted onto them and kind of there must be heaven or hell, I guess. But then applying that kind of um, sci-fi afterlife to um, Star Trek, where um, the, like, the matter transporter that literally like dematerializes you and rem- like, rematerializes you would totally like destroy your soul and being. So if you had a soul or believed in like an afterlife in that world, then you couldn't conceivably um, believe that you're going to heaven after you use this simple um, like matter transporter because your entire being was destroyed. And it rematerializes. Yeah, it me- rematerializes. Um, like in I get what you're saying. That. It's a weird. Yeah, it's an interesting kind of concept to think about, like yeah. in terms of spiritual afterlife. thing. Yeah, like a mix of spiritual and sci-fi. I literally thought when you brought this topic in, like you meant holograms, as like yeah, like, like Star. Well, also that as well. Like Star Wars, when you know Peter Cushing died in like the nineties, and they brought his hologram. Oh, <laughs> not, not like live action. I mean, like 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 you mean talk- within the fiction, within yeah, the universes yeah. of those fiction. Yeah, okay. but like yeah. talking about holograms, I mean, have you guys seen Red Dwarf? The like the British sci-fi comedy I'm not from 50. like the nineties. Yeah, 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 yeah. You don't have to be fifty. I know. Go on. <laughs> yes. What about it? Well, um, there's a character in that uh, Rimmer who dies, yeah, and, and like everyone in it, well, the whole crew dies except one person. Spoilers. Thanks. Spoilers. I was going to watch it. Episode. Fifteen minutes. Fifteen minutes. I was going to watch it when I turned fifty, but now I'm not so sure. Right. Well, yeah, I'm going to live for now. He comes back and he's um he's like displayed by as a like a hologram he yeah. has all the memories and, and emotions and feelings of the, the um the person who he once was but he's a hologram so he can't touch anything he has no can't taste can't eat mm. um he's, yeah. he exists solely just by light and like a computer for a computer um so it's, I, ca- it's kind of reminding me of like i just want to take it another another place um uh the later aliens movies from the original quadrilogy like uh it's like Prometheus are you talking nah, about? No, like Aliens and Aliens three and four, 3. Like 3 and 4. Like, um, like for example, I've, I always kind of feel like the um, the robots in... Um, what are they called? The simps in... Um, oh, the synthetic 
like uh, like um Wayne like yeah like uh like what's his name like um who's their friend from the David no no not ah not that one no the guy from the second one um who's uh who becomes a disembodied head in the oh film. yes uh yeah and they didn't realize that he was a robot the entire yeah. time um that guy with the fourth one yeah that was Ash yeah no it wasn't it was not Ash that was the first one only anyway um. I was going to bring up another point in that series. Uh, for example, uh, spoilers for uh, the original Alien movies. There's, there's a lot of spoilers. Yeah, there are a lot of spoilers. <laughs> anyway, like the, f- uh, the third one where Ripley dies. Mm-hmm. Spoilers. Well, dude. Oh my. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah. And then um, the fourth one, set 200 years later, where she's cloned from oh, yes. her residual DNA from... Um, because she was like the the mother of the queen. Yeah, after the events of the um, third movie, that's a, a pretty interesting concept. That's because that's not actually her. It's a clone, yeah. like a clone of a clone. Or yeah. But does she believe that? She no, was, she knows. She knows she's a clone. She, she knows. She doesn't. She didn't initially know that she was a clone. She not found out okay. later, yeah. um, which was pretty messed up. Scene from what yeah. I remember. Seeing all the failed experiments, yeah. and they're all like mutilated. It's and pretty cliche and funny though, in its own way. When did that movie come out? That was like 98 or something like that. There was a TV show a few years ago with, um, did, did you guys used to watch House? House then, did you? Yeah. I have not watched all so, of them. So, Irma Epps, um, yeah. who was in House. Who was that? Um, the black dude. The black dude. Oh, that was um, <laughs> Foreman. Foreman, yeah. yeah. Um, so, he was in a show a few years ago called Resurrection. Huh. Uh, they got cancelled like after season one. But the whole premise was, actually season two, the whole premise was um, he moves into this town and for some reason they find this kid who seems abandoned but turns out the kid died like 20 years ago um and then other people from the past who are meant to be dead just keep coming back up so like like are they all all rotted and like they they think you're alive all people they're all like they're not zombies so how they portrayed are they like just normal people normal people they they feel they say they feel like normal people um they don't feel displaced um, and then towards the sh- like toward the end of season one, they find out that and they don't recall dying at all. Or? No, they don't. Well, I think one of them recalled dying. Wow. Um, but then, toward the end of the first season, one of um, the characters she gets murdered. Like so, she's resurrected. She's back for a bit, and then she gets killed. And then they find her again on the on the freeway. She's naked. And she doesn't realize she's been killed. She sees her dead body and like, what oh, the fuck's shit. going on? Um, so they find, and then out of like after that happens, you've got all these weird people from like the fifties and sixties popping up saying, "What happened to this town? What is the computer?" <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like that's how season one ends. Right. It sounds uh, like uh, Lovely Bones. Have you I seen that? that. Oh, it's like this uh, girl who was killed by a serial killer. And um, he locks her body in a safe or something, and then she's like looking down from heaven and trying oh, right. to oh, communicate right, right, right. to her family indirectly it. how um, to identify the killer and catch him. And like yeah. she's like talking to her sister or something. It's it's all pretty vague, but I know it's interesting how like um, different like TV shows and movies have portrayed yeah. that kind of thing. Like in Rick and Morty, even there was Morty's Mind Blowers. There's oh, an yeah. epi- there's a there's an episode where he um, asks uh, one of the aliens who comes to visit Rick to be killed by him. 
Um, that, he the warriors, yeah, he, yeah, he asks, um, like, he needs to be killed by a great warrior to go into heaven. And then he's like, oh, it's great that you know. Yeah, it's great that you know and have and like, all that evidence. And he's like, there's supposed to be evidence. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, and then it turns out he, that uh, it was true all along. And you see him like, it's yeah. yeah, yeah, and it does not look good. <laughs> I, I actually, one of my favorite depictions. Curse you, Morty. I blame you. I blame you. Yeah. No, one of my favorite um, depictions of the afterlife in um, film is probably from Beetlejuice. Oh, yeah. Where it's like this like fucked up Tim Burton cartoonish surrealistic version of like pretty much like I assume what the DMV is in America. Yeah. With all just sitting around. There's like these. They're in a waiting room. There's like, like this one woman who's like been cut in half. There's like this guy with fucking. Uh, like this guy has just been set on fire and he's like smoking the whole time it's like this dark comedy vibe to it all mm. uh, yeah no, that's good that's a really interesting topic no, I don't think anyone's actually mentioned that ever because it does happen yeah and you think it might be a, a slightly bigger thing than it is yeah and it kind of I guess it kind of depends on the director or the writer of the show on like kind of what kind of religion kind of area you're going because yeah. there are lots of different avenues you can go down but I feel like the most popular is usually the Christian one. You go to heaven, yeah. if you like, you've yeah. been good, and then you go to hell if you haven't been. And that's that, like, there's also that idea of the the unfinished business tying you, mm. like binding you yeah. to the earth. If you don't go, you become a ghost. You have to do <coughs> what you have to yeah. do first. Yeah. You know, honestly, I think that's probably like that kind of idea has been um, portrayed more in film than like religious kind of education really like right. that's like where I get all my information from <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about you guys everything I learned about dying I learned from films <laughs> yeah um, we, you mentioned Harry Potter at the start yeah um, what got me with that was there's also the pictures the portraits yeah, and the photographs the and um, the characters can interact with people yeah. in portraits and photos but they're not alive Mm. Yeah, like, I don't know quite how that works because yeah. they seem to be able to communicate and have conversations with the people. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess that's kind of in the world that. Like the most obvious to... one would be like in the second movie where you have that. Um... Moaning Myrtle. Yeah. Oh, look, she, yeah, yeah, she, she, she's, she's a ghost. Yeah, she's clearly a ghost. She's, no, she's killed. a ghost. She was like forty. Yeah. Like the actress, yeah. she was on train spotting as well. Yeah, she was. Is she? We yeah. I think we've discussed this before. We have. We definitely have because I. Yeah. Anyway. Um. Yeah, no, she's clearly a ghost who gets killed, but everyone else is just ambiguous. So ambiguous ghosts. Yeah, speaking of like uh, science fictiony afterlife, like there's also this idea of and and um, I guess Nick, you've sort of covered it to a certain extent, but like if you in the future it would be possible to digitize your memories and your personality and then install that into yeah. sort of an ai that is able to speak for you like um that's turned up in a few films black mirror that was in actually really yeah yeah really fuck oh then again all black mirror episodes fuck me up that was um, yeah. brennan gleason's some, nah. Oh yeah, I think it was actually yes. yes. Something was it yeah. Some, he was in the new Star Wars film as yeah, well. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he plays yeah. the new commander. Who, yeah. Um, but um, yeah, no, it was the concept of he's with his um wife or girlfriend, I think it was, and um, he ends up dying in a car crash, and she's like so bereaved and just filled with like grief about the whole thing that she um, her friend, one of her friends, tells her about this technology where they can take their personality and um how they've 
use social media. They can take all the evidence and um, yeah, right. information from that and make their own synthetic human yeah, right. with that. But as you see later on, it's got its quality. Um, it's yeah. quite a few that flaws. Kind of so it keeps selling your ads to like it's yeah, it's, yeah. Keeps selling your data to keeps selling your ads. Let me just say, <laughs> I fucked um, it up. That... I fucked up the bit. Yeah, <laughs> go on. That... That technology already exists in some way. Yeah. Because with like yeah. with chatbots and AI, like you can make a list of predefined questions, put in answers, and the AI will learn how you would respond. Yeah. Um, and then that is kind of like you. I think we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. Maybe. In another topic. Well, and it like <coughs> writes how you would write or talks exactly, how you yeah. would talk. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Like analyzes how you your writing patterns and speech patterns. Yeah, it's like. Going enough of that, but like more of the physical kind of side in like live action films, most actors nowadays have like full 3D scans of their face. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. like, qu- quite convincingly, you can, um, like, it's, it's not impossible to imagine that uh, actors in the future will have to like trademark their own faces. Right. Because yeah. people will be able to. Like, thing a few months all ago. it will take was it's like is a hacker somewhere to release those kinds of like models, and then anyone like. Anyone in like with a decent computer and some like yep. pretty good skills could make a like a Hollywood grade film with Robert Downey Jr.'s face model as uh, on like on anybody. Mm. It wouldn't be that hard, I don't think. So I wanted to bring this conversation right back to uh, something we didn't actually talk about, which is the depiction of actual uh, the classic depiction of hell in um, cinema, or even you know, more sadomasochistic versions of the, like, uh, Hellraiser, we didn't really talk about, like, because, you know, we're talking about the afterlife in movies, and we do sci-fi and fantasy, we don't actually talk about one of my, one of my favourite genres, horror. Was that, like, is that needle face? The dude with the needles in his face? Uh, Pinhead. Yeah. That was close enough. That was close enough. You got it. There's these really brutal depictions of torture. There's, um... Needle face is his cousin. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my God. There's um, yeah. There's uh, there's also um, uh, this movie Jigoku, which is, uh, which has been on my list for a while. It's Japanese, Adam, racist. Um, which is um, literally it is it's. I've seen a trailer or two or two of it. It's um quite ahead of its time, um, because it was made in 1960, which you know at that time still pretty much the 50s, um, and it's just literally like it's like these. Six or seven, or I can't remember how many people. Like just these these Japanese people who go to hell for specific reasons, and it's just like the old classic torture, just like these disgusting, horrible things happening to. So all how do they depict hell? Is it? Like, I think it's the classical, like traditional, is it like of like hellfire, like cave with yeah, fire, hellfire and brimstone and demons mm. and shit. It was in. It's I in like how it's consistent between two different cultures. Yeah, yeah. like this is a Japanese yeah. production. I think so. that came about through film, actually, probably like film and literature. Like, I mean, like it's Dante's Inferno Dante, is the yeah, original yeah. depiction. So, like, once, like, the first person gets an idea out there to people, then they start kind of yeah. coming up with and basing their conceptions yeah. about one source. Yeah. And that's how it kind of... But there's no, like... I mean, there's Hades and stuff, but that's pretty much but that's the like same thing. that's, like, underworld. That's pretty much... That's more mythology, right? And, and, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. that still yeah, counts as that those, they're... they're it's, like, the religious aspects but also that's a story it's different when you introduce an actual like film or or like images that you can show to someone and say this is what it looks like Mm -hmm. it's Nibelheim for the um, Norse which is like the complete opposite yeah Mm -hmm. and over over, like 
over centuries of storytelling, things change and like yeah. conceptions and ideas change. But with like print or uh, film, you can keep that consistency throughout. So it's like the first person to have come up with an idea of what it looked like would have pretty much been like dictated how yeah dictated for like, generations yeah. yeah like it's even like in Futurama that sci-fi yeah, film, right. robot hell yeah, yeah. which is yeah. literally just Dante's version of hell yeah except they're all robots and it's just musical who's the, dancing who's the demon robot called again in with the, the robot devil the fiddle. robot devil that's his name yeah. robot that, was played, that was played by um the guy who plays Homer Simpson I think oh. or no different person oh Hank oh. Azaria played Oh, yeah. No, he played a bunch of other Simpsons characters. Yeah. There's uh, Mo and yeah, Chief all those people. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. All right. Cool. Cool. That's that. Wraps things up for us for another uh, fortnight, I guess. Here at Drop Panda Podcast. Uh, thanks for listening. You can check us out on iTunes, Google Podcast. Google. Yep. Pocket Cast, Spotify, whatever. Anywhere you get your your. We've got we're on Facebook. We're still catching up on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll see you guys in, uh, in a fortnight. Yep. Right. See ya. See ya. See ya.